0: You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hello, welcome to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. And today we are celebrating episode 100 of the podcast. It's so crazy to think that there's already been a hundred episodes that it's already been almost two years since I started the podcast. I think I started it in July of 2020. So today we celebrate episode 100 and yesterday was the first day of summer. So there is just a lot of celebration and happiness because who does not love summertime? Who does not love being outside? And as for the podcast, 100 episodes is a really great milestone that I'm very happy about, and I have so much more to say, so much more to talk about, so many awesome guests to continue bringing on, so cheers to all of that. So with Summer being here, I really wanted to talk about safe ways that we can get sun exposure. If you follow me on social media, you know that I talk a lot about the amazing health benefits of getting sun sunlight. Sunlight is incredibly important because it's the main way that our body will convert and absorb. So absorb and then convert vitamin D because it'll absorb it into your skin using cholesterol, convert it into vitamin, active form of vitamin D, uh, D3. And that is widely important for so many reasons. It's important for your immune system. Vitamin D is a hormone. It's a great precursor to certain things of your hormones. It's so essential for your immune system, growing bones, hormone health. I mean, the whole thing, mood, all of those things. So, And the sun has so many benefits, even apart from just vitamin D. The sun is really, really beneficial for helping your body make serotonin. So serotonin is that hormone that is going to make you feel really good. Serotonin is what... Essentially, makes SSRIs or uh, depression medications helpful because it is helping your body reuptake serotonin. And so, I don't think any time that someone is out in the sun or at the beach, you don't you're not going to feel crappy. You're going to feel good because your body's making serotonin. Serotonin also has really great effects on potentially helping to regulate your metabolism because you don't necessarily feel super hungry when your serotonin is in a healthy level you can feel kind of content so not that of course we don't want to suppress our appetites but if you're feeling certain certain things of cravings during the day or uncontrollable eating or episodes of potentially wanting to binge you might not be making enough serotonin and getting outside and getting the sunlight can be very very helpful for you Getting the daylight sun, I talk about this a lot and I've talked about this in the past, but getting that sunlight during the day can really help your body make optimal melatonin at night. So melatonin is what makes us feel tired. It's what helps us, you know, get to sleep, stay asleep and get that good restful sleep. So for, you, for people with insomnia, for people who have less than I, optimal sleep cycles, getting outside during the day, getting that sunshine is really good because one, you're going to feel good during the day. You're going to get that serotonin, but then at night, you're going to be able to make more melatonin. And there's a lot of misconceptions about being out in the sun as well, that it is going to mean that if you're out in the sun at all, you're more prone to getting skin cancer or that it's going to produce premature aging and while that can be true if that is excessive sun exposure that doesn't have to be the reality when it's moderate and safe sun exposure and that's something that I really want to talk about because with my dad he has he's had certain things certain spots taken off potentially cancerous and he just of course always would come home and relay my doctor says don't be in the sun Haley get out of the sun don't be in the sun like you got to cover up And I just think to myself, I'm like, yeah, but like, that's, that just doesn't seem like the whole picture. The sun isn't the root cause. Like, why is your skin burning? Why are you more prone to this? And so then you kind of get down the rabbit hole of yes, UVB lights can create oxidative damage, but we're exposed to pro-oxidants all the time. And pro-oxidants aren't always a horrible thing. Of course, we want to avoid you know, bad and toxic environments and things like that. But I think about the sun and I think about ancestors and people over the last hundreds of thousands of years. And we really haven't seen an uptick in skin cancer until really the 1970s, which could that be because they are looking for it more? Yes, absolutely. That could potentially be, but it's just, it's very convenient that it's becoming so much more prevalent as all cancers are because, Cancers thrive in a pro-oxidative state, they thrive in an inflammatory state, but I don't, in my opinion, think that avoiding the sun at all costs is good to our health by any means. Now, for people who are prone to skin cancer or have a history of it, can you potentially get safe sun exposure to get some of the benefits, but then still use things to be able to prevent your skin from burning or use a physical barrier to cover your skin? Yes, absolutely. And I just want you to kind of take some of the information in this podcast to think about it more holistically and more root cause instead of sun equals skin cancer, because that does not by any means have to be the case. And I see it also be the case in sometimes like the skin and anti-aging world. Of course, we don't want to look like a dried up, leather bag from you know prolonged sun exposure. We can kind of think of sometimes those people we see at the beach that just look like a leather handbag, but that also doesn't have to be the case. You can get sun safe sun exposure for you and what your skin is and taking care of the internal side and prevent those early signs of aging because those early signs of aging, again, come with those pro-oxidative in inflammatory states that our skin can get in when it's not taken care of optimally. So, how can we take care of the skin optimally? Well, when I talk about acne and I talk about what we notice on the skin for acne, that starts on the inside. And I firmly believe that same with the sun. How can we protect our skin from the inside and what is causing our skin to burn or what is causing our skin to have more oxidative stress that leads to early aging and things like that? So that I don't think it's a We have to completely stay out of the sun all the time because it's the end of the world and we're going to get all these things. And I also don't think, as much as I love the sun, we don't need to bake in the sun all day long to get all the benefits. There really is that happy medium point that I think that we can all find where we might fit in there, but it is absolutely possible. So I guess where we can start is there's this really interesting research article that I can link in the show notes that it's actually cancer research that... Really, cancer within the skin cannot occur unless there's polyunsaturated fat, fatty oils in the diet, which that's something that I had the, theorized when I found out about these PUFAs or polyunsaturated fatty acids or vegetable oils. I noticed that Nick and I were burning significantly less. I have darker skin than Nick. I, I tan easily. I always have. And so once I really have a tan... I am pretty good, but Nick is definitely more fair skinned and will burn more. But when we cut out the vegetable oils, we noticed a huge improvement with our skin and even with a skin with Nick wearing minimal sunscreen, which that was interesting. But I've seen so many different anecdotal accounts for so many other people who have noticed the same thing. And it's just as interesting than then I find this article. In the study essentially there were two groups of rabbits that were fed either corn oil or coconut oil. They exposed them both to sunlight and the rabbits that were fed corn oil developed a wrinkle in aged skin while the rabbits that were fed the coconut oil showed no signs of damage from the sun exposure. And I think a reason behind this is because these polyunsaturated fatty acids are very, very, very resist. They're very delicate to heat and even certain things like nuts and seeds that are higher in omega-6, they are still very, very, resistant and should be essentially cautioned with heat. So what is the sun and it's heat. So I think that the processing behind the vegetable oils in itself is just incredibly inflammatory. But even if you were to have a very anti and a very good process, maybe cold process or a handful of nuts and seeds or things like that. But then if you were to have excessive sun exposure, could that contribute potentially, um, I'm not saying one handful of nuts and you're going out in the sun, but it's just something to kind of think about. So kind of knowing that I really have been mindful of the amount of omega-6, even whole food based nuts and seeds, nut butters, things like that. I don't consume those nearly as much as I used to just because of the fact that like that still is contributing to my omega-6 concentration. I'm not saying again, don't have those things, but it is interesting when you think of omega-6, they are heat they are a little less stable to heat. So if you're going to be outside all day, maybe switching to more of a a more stable saturated type fat that you might be consuming. So that was pretty interesting to kind of look at that study based on cancer and look at essentially the effects that those, even just those two different types of oils, when we look at oils that are very protective or fats that can be very protective to our skin there's actually quite a lot so um, there's a lot of research done from Weston A. Price. Weston A. Price is he was a dentist that traveled the world and really found what diets were the healthiest of people eating and he has a he has a really great um foundation where they really follow a lot of the principles that he found, but he found these, he found that vitamins A, D, and K significantly decrease the chances of sunburn in certain cancers. So what are foods that contain A, D, and K? Well, those, because they are, and most of these are animal based. However, there are some that are not, but A and D are pretty much only found in animal sources. And we will talk about some other sources because we can absolutely get a lot of benefit out of plants as well. But foods that are really high in ADK are egg yolks, grass-fed butter, coconut oil. So that's a plant oil. um, Tallow and lard. So tallow is rendered beef fat and lard is rendered pork fat. Oysters are really good. Um, And then when we get into some more uh, polyphenol rich foods. So Polyphenol-rich foods are foods that are going to be high in different antioxidants. So I talked about how when we are exposed to the sun, depending over the period of time, sun can be a pro-oxidant. So antioxidants are very beneficial, and they are very heavily lacking in our modern-day diet. So different antioxidants and polyphenols can be found along a wide variety of different foods of different colors. So your greens, your reds, your purples. Your oranges, your yellows, all of those are going to be abundant in different antioxidants and different polyphenols that have very various effects. So honestly, any, any type along that spectrum is going to be good. But when you think of your greens, you can think of different various mixed greens. You can think of Brussels sprouts different uh, cruciferous vegetables, your oranges, obviously orange, lemons for your yellows, um, different colored peppers are really good because we want to definitely be doing a lot of vitamin C. Vitamin C is very protective against sunburn and it's just a pro, it's an antioxidant. So what's kind of interesting is vitamin C at very, 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 very high amounts. It can be a pro-oxidant, which can be very helpful in certain things like cancer. So that's why you see vitamin C therapy for cancer to be, beneficial, but at the dosages that we're eating and supplementing with vitamin C is very, very beneficial as an antioxidant to help protect yourself and your skin from damage. And as well as keeping your immune system strong and things like that. So vitamin C rich foods, peppers are really great. So I mentioned peppers, you can get bell peppers, variety of different colors to kind of get a different polyphenol and antioxidant mix. Brussels sprouts are really high, different tropical fruits, kiwis, papayas, mangoes, oranges, lemons, all very high in vitamin C. So vitamin C is a really huge one that you want to be looking at. I always really like doing something like a green tea or matcha tea. I love pretty much doing that daily in the summer, especially because those foods are very high in polyphenols and antioxidants that are really protective against the sun's damaging rays. So a lot of people you there was a trend on tiktok about like the chlorophyll drops and i'm kind of a fan of those too because just like plants thrive off of getting sunlight because of their chlorophyll you can kind of get that same antioxidant protective benefit and chlorophyll is really in any green pigmented food that you can eat you can do it in a drop but i'm obviously a fan of whole food if if you can but matcha is so great because it is very chlorophyll pigmented and it has a lot of those polyphenols within the matcha itself. So matcha, green tea, very, very, very beneficial. So those are some of my really go-to foods. In summary, you really want those A, D, and K rich foods that I mentioned earlier, the tallow, the grass-fed butter, the egg yolks, You really want a wide variety of antioxidants in your diet. So a really easy way to get that in is seasonal eating, which you guys know that I'm a fan of because it's going to naturally force you to choose different foods in your environment. You know, strawberries are not in season all year. Blueberries are not in season all year. Leafy greens, various different leafy greens are not in season all summer. So it forces you to try different things. And whenever you're going to the store, I think if you can pick up a few different colors of fruits and veggies that you know that your body feels good with. You're in a really good place to know that you're getting various different types of antioxidants. Vitamin C is a huge one. So those vitamin C rich foods are really important, which peppers are very high. They're actually way higher than oranges. Brussels sprouts are high. Um, All those citrus fruits are great. So lemons Oranges, grapefruits, all of those can be really good as well. Very refreshing, especially if you're going to be outside. You can make yourself a little adrenal cocktail. You could do a little bit of orange, some coconut water, to get your electrolytes. A little dash of salt, and you can make yourself a little poolside adrenal cocktail with some vitamin C, electrolytes to make sure you're nourished. And that's going to be probably my go-to summer drink this summer. So, cheers if you're going to be drinking that by the pool with me. So. Then we can drink our matcha as well, because matcha is really great for that as well. And for people who might be sensitive to caffeine, you can do something more like green tea, because matcha does have a little bit more. Green tea doesn't have nearly as much. It probably has 30 to 40 milligrams. But because it has the L-theanine, it's very calming. It doesn't typically give you issues. If you did have an issue with caffeine or warm or sensitive, you can still kind of consume those things, typically with no problem. But of course you know, do what, what works best for you. So kind of switching gears to other ways that we might be able to burn. We talked a lot about diet, but this is a big one. And this is one that when I went down to Myrtle beach this past week, I didn't even bring mine. I didn't even bring mine when we went to Florida. I don't wear sunglasses much anymore. And what's really interesting is I have I don't have typical baby blue eyes, but my eyes are kind of a blue with a hazel border. So people, they say with blue eyes are much more sensitive to the light, which I'm not discrediting that. But I think because I've so conditioned my eyes to the actual natural light, I do notice a huge difference. I feel like my circadian rhythm is better. And I also feel like I can adjust to my environment a lot better. I don't feel like I'm squinting, but what's really interesting, the sun affects the optic nerve in your eyes. So what the optic nerve can sense the UV light and it triggers your pituitary gland to produce various hormones that are going to trigger the production of melanin. So melanin is that pigment that gives your skin that natural color or that tan. So some people have more melanin than others, hence why people get various levels of tan. And essentially what wearing sunglasses can do is it's blocking that production. So if you're not able to get tan, your body is more potentially prone to burning. So if you feel like you need the sunglasses, that's fine, but maybe start training your body to at least not use them in the morning when the sun is lower in the sky and later in the day when again, the sun is lower in the sky again, so that you can at least train your body to be able to produce that melanin to Be able to protect yourself because that's melanin really is protective. I remember once a dermatologist told my dad that any type of melanin is damage. And so I said, So you're telling me that because I get darker than you, that my skin's more damaged when naturally my skin gets darker because I don't have fair skin. And again, that was something even as a kid, I said, This makes no sense. Because people are just naturally darker. There's just a various spectrum of people who are either lighter skin they don't really tan well versus people who they just naturally tan and that is me and over the years as i've been even better about diet as i've been even better about my circadian rhythm is if i've been better about my antioxidants i get so much darker without burning and i don't feel that my skin is damaged at all and i am not overdoing my sun exposure and when you think about it when you go on a trip somewhere it does help if you kind of have some type of a base color because you are less prone to burning. I remember people in high school, whenever they'd go on a trip, they'd go on a tanning bed to slightly get a little bit more pigment in their skin so that they would be less prone to burning. And I was never allowed to go in a tanning bed when I was a kid. Now that I think about tanning beds and the benefits of potentially vitamin D and the serotonin in the wintertime and warmer climates, I'm definitely not as opposed to them. I'm more opposed to excessive uses i've definitely changed my mind on a lot of different things over the years but it makes a lot of sense when we went down to florida in march i was not as dark as i am now so i had to be more careful about sun exposure i had to make sure that i was being smart wearing zinc-based sunscreen which i will talk about some ways that we can be more naturally protective of our skin physically next but now when i um so march i got a base color i was able to kind of maintain it Ever since then, I've been able to get safe sun exposure every day. And when I went down to Myrtle Beach this past week, I was out in very extreme UV sun, UV, I think that one day the UV was 11, which I thought the scale was only to 10. And I wasn't out for six plus hours a day, maybe a few hours here and there. I definitely got color and I did not burn. And I think because your body works up a tolerance and I'm seeing that with Nick who has more fair skin, he's spending more time being more mindful of safe sun exposure again, burning less. So what about if you are gonna go to a beach day? What if you're gonna go to a pool day? What if you are a little bit more fair skinned and you want to get your safe sun exposure? Well, one, I'd say you don't need to sit out by the pool for hours every day to get the therapeutic benefit of the sun. Really all you need is 10 to 20 minutes of midday sun to get that therapeutic dose of vitamin D. Now, the lighter that your skin is, the more vitamin D that you will absorb. The darker that your skin is, you will have to stay out in the sun longer to get more vitamin D. So that's important to note that you don't, you could take 10 minutes on your lunch break to sit outside, expose your arms and your legs to sun, and you can still get safe sun exposure and safe vitamin D. Now, if you're noticing that after that 10 minutes that your skin starts to get pink, that's a great sign to say, okay, that was, your time threshold and you should either cover up or get in the shade or put on some zinc-based sunscreen or whatever. But you will notice that as you continue to do it, that your body, your skin will produce more melanin via your pituitary gland and that you are naturally able to sit out potentially longer and be more resistant to the sun, which I know that I can sit out for quite a while and, and not even notice anything. However, if I am going to be out on the beach, we always like to bring an umbrella or some form of shade because I don't need to be baking out in the sun for seven plus hours, even though I would love to, but I don't need to. And two, I am a big fan of zinc-based sunscreens. So there's been a lot out in the media in the last year on the chemical-based sunscreens. And so those are like the oxybenzones that you definitely want to stay away from. If you've been on your non-tox journey for a while, you probably know that, but if you're new to it, you really want to avoid avoid the chemical-based sunscreens because they're absorbing into your skin and they're essentially, it's like almost, it's it's a chemical-based, so it's like a chemical reaction with your skin that's preventing the sun's penetration, whereas physical sunscreens work because it is a physical-type barrier on your skin. So that's why sometimes It might leave somewhat of a white residue. However, there's been a lot, there's a lot of really good zinc based sunscreens that, if you rub them in good, it might be a tiny bit white residue, but it's nothing where you look like a ghost or anything like that. I think there's some really, really good mineral-based sunscreens out there. So that's a really great option, especially if you're more fair-skinned, that maybe you just get your 10 minutes of zero sun exposure and then you apply, then you put your cover-up on, then you get in the shade, whatever. But I don't think that it's an all-or-nothing thing that if you have sensitive skin or if you're more prone to burning, that, that means that you can't get any sun because you are not absorbing any vitamin D with sunscreen. You will absorb vitamin D without the sunscreen. You will not absorb it, of course, in the shade. You will not absorb it, of course, through, you know, a sun shirt or a beach shirt or something like that. You have to have your skin exposed. Once your skin's exposed, whatever that threshold is for you, throw on your zinc-based sunscreen and you can be good to go. So I think that we can kind of Find whatever happy medium works for us. But I think the big take home here is definitely don't be afraid of the sun. It's something that we've evolved with. It's so beneficial for so many reasons. Like I mentioned, it's your mood, your vitamin D, your hormones, your circulation and your thyroid because it helps boost nitric oxide, which is really good for people who are prone to cold hands, cold feet. You don't feel like you get good circulation. The sun is one of the easiest ways that we can do that. It's a great way to have your own little natural sauna if it's hot enough because you sit out in the sun, you can get a really good sweat. Sweating is a great way that we, of course, are able to get rid of things. I'm laughing because I'm currently sweating as I'm saying this right now. You know, the sun is just great for so many reasons. We think of... I especially being here in Western New York. I am so grateful for the days that we experience sun because I can completely see a difference in my mood, especially even in the winter time. We had quite a sunny winter here, and I was just so happy taking a dog out for a walk every day. It's crazy how you can tell the difference, and this is a perfect time of year for us to soak it all up. When we get to the fall and winter, I can talk about some tips that maybe if you don't have the sun – ways that we can kind of modulate that and make, make ourselves think that we're exposed to the sun or still get some of the good benefits. Uh, the sun also has infrared and different uh, light penetration, which is great because those, those are great for various levels of our health, whether it's from detoxification, mood, energy, all of those different types of things. So happy summer get your safe sun exposure, add some of these foods into your diet and definitely practice some of these practices such as not wearing your sunglasses all the time. If you don't have to letting your eyes naturally be exposed to the sun, getting a good zinc based sunscreen. I can link two of the ones that I like in the show notes. I can also link some other resources for you guys there if you wanted to check out more information, but The sun is medicine, and I think when done properly and when done safely for each individual, I think it can be a really great modality and aspect to our health. So, see, my mom agrees. The wind chimes are going crazy because she loved the sun. It really helped get her vitamin D up, which was really monumental, especially at the end uh, of her journey there. We really were able to get it up a good amount, and I think it was very helpful for various reasons for her. But... So she agrees because the wind chimes are going. But I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Thanks for being here for my 100th episode of Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. There's so many more episodes to come. I feel really, really proud to be putting out this information. Uh, I really is my goal to make this type of information accessible to people. That's why I have my social media platforms. That's why I have my podcast. I actually just recently discounted my membership because I just really firmly believe in root cause medicine, functional health, and I really want it to be accessible to people. So if you are a part of that mission and you agree, I'm just, thank you so much for being here and, uh, continue to be the alpha of your health. I appreciate you guys so much. Have a great rest of your week.